This podcast brought to you by our salad balls. Are you frustrated at the complexities of life? Could salads be easier to eat? Not enough stuff to fill up your time? Well, we have the solution for you. Salad balls! I put all the balls in my mouth at one time, and I just take a bite and let the oozy out spill on my chin. <laughs> I guess I never did think there ever be a time where I didn't put balls in my mouth, and then I never did ever did I think that I'd be having a time where I didn't go back to a fork salad. Nope. Hello, my name is Edgar P. McSquishy Double, owner and founder of Salad Balls. I'm here to tell you about the rise of the ball. I was unimpressed by traditional salads. Putting them in my mouth was always leaving me with a sour taste, so I came up with a better solution. And that solution was salad balls. For some time now, I've been shoving my balls in people's mouths. And they have been saving countless people's lives. Hi, I'm a factory worker, a lead operator at the plant. We are a high-tech operation, and we take the salads, we put them in the balls, and we put the balls in people's mouths. We create all types of balls. All types of balls. Lots of balls, lots of, lots of carrying devices, lots of boxes. Lots of boxes, lots of bags. We have drones carrying boxes, putting balls in people's mouths, putting boxes in people's hands. All balls for all people's mouths. Did you hear that shit, people? We have balls on discount. Put them in your mouth. Salad Balls, a revolutionary technology striving towards putting our salad in our balls unto the good people's mouths. Yeah. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time is stuff time! Time for the stuff to happen! Time! Hello everybody, and welcome to this episode! Man, I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed what we just put up, what we just created for you. We that- are uh, we, we are now sponsored by Salad Balls, apparently they're a thing. Yeah. And that, that, was, the, that was apparently the good people at Salad Balls, uh, you know, they just... One little thought. Yeah, they gave us a commercial. It spawned that whole thing. I mean, now we're we're rolling in the dough. I mean, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> dude. I mean, I can't literally get enough of the salad balls. There's more. I mean, yeah. we're literally surrounded in boxes, trays, there's bags. Not, there's, there's drones. There's actually drones flying around our heads. I mean, currently, mm, right now, from all, mm, all the balls ball in my, in my mouth. mouth for all people. Hey guys, saving lives. Happy uh happy Wednesday. Yeah, we're rolling into March right now if you're listening to this in current time. Woo, it's like things are changing. It's a change of season. Yeah, it's actually both of our ladies' birth month. Yeah. So, me and Aaron have been, you know, discussing plans amongst ourselves to treat our ladies to nice things and, you know, you know, like things that gentlemen do. Because that stuff, and and that's takes time to think of. So we do that. Um, both of our uh, ladies were Pisces, but but since Nats, NASA um, is a shell corporation, uh, it's a government shill working for the lizard people under the Earth who True. propagate the flat <laughs> Earth society. Um, 
no since, longer since, relevant. Yeah, so they changed the zodiacs. I fucked a lot of people up. I understand. Um, so they're no longer Pisces. No longer am I a Scorpio, and yet I still have a giant scorpion tattoo on my back. How dumb was I at nineteen? I mean, no, the, the tattoo's cool. Yeah, I like the tattoo. No, it's, it's just a good tattoo. I'm not a Scorpio anymore. Shame, shame. Yep, it's okay. Yep, I it's still a cool tattoo. <laughs> I still fucking love it. Um, how y'all, you motherfuckers? I hope you guys are out there. In the words of Joey Diaz, I hope you're out there slinging dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> he always has wise words. I know. What you 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 motherfuckers have no one to wait for. You got nothing to do better than to go out there and make it for yourselves. I can't do a good Joey Diaz impersonation. <laughs> You're trying, though. I'm trying. You got He's to shake great. his hand. I did get to shake his hand. I got to hug him, and he laid his head on my chest. <laughs> That's because amazing. I, because I'm like a foot taller than he is. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he just like, I hugged him, and he leaned his head, and there's a picture of him like, <laughs> not just like the, oh, hey, hug. Consoling He went, he went the hug, and. He's consoling oh. you. He leaned. I, yeah, I think he felt bad for me. What? I was tall. I'm. I'm yeah. white. I'm not Cuban. Oh. <laughs> he, would, he would call me a. He would say he would call me like half a Momo. Is probably what he would call me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's just his his lingo, man. That's the yeah. way that guy rolls. Joey Diaz does have some sweet lingo. I wish I would have been able to go to that freaking show, man. He was a uh, he's a pretty rad character. I like watching his uh, his streaming. Yeah, is live. He periscopes he all the peris- time. It's great. Yeah, he does that, and it's it's always. I fun. see him Monday and Wednesday mornings. Right. Yeah, most mornings. Dang, I actually haven't downloaded that though. <coughs> periscope. So, yeah, I always <laughs> see it like. Oh after. hey, if anybody listened to this, one of the twenty-three people that listened. Um, <laughs> hey, if you guys have Periscope, download Periscope. We're gonna start doing that and Periscoping us before shows. Following the trend of people doing like crafty things with technology, right? So you can see our faces. Um, also, if you're listening to this, we're gonna have a guest this weekend. Um, ow, ow. Yep, my uh, brother-in-law Josh Kempa, great man. Um, we're gonna talk to him about his time at a, as a as a rocker, indie rocker in the 2000s, late 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 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s. Um, played some music, toured around. Grew up here. We're gonna find out all about it. Yeah, it'll be it's, gonna, it's gonna be so fun. And he's just an all-around genius, interesting guy. So, no, it'll be great conversation. I love the timing of his hilarity. He's yeah, just one of those guys. And he's, then uh, we got guests coming up weeks after that too. You know, we got lots of people saying they want to be on, talking, doing the show. We just have to, you know, can figure out. They're they're basically fighting over the Saturdays, right? Um, like no, I want this one. I want this. Oh, I gotta well, do other things. It's because we make the mistake of we let them know what album we're gonna do. Yeah, you know, we keep that a secret for well, you guys. We're not gonna tell Josh. That's the thing. He's gonna come in here right? not knowing what because it's your it's your week this week. It is my week, man. Ow, ow. I'll pick it tonight. At the end of we'll this, figure it out. Uh huh. Um, but fuck yeah, man. So. We got some good stuff recently too. So, I, I picked up sweet. I picked up two good albums. Should we tell them what they were, or just leave them a surprise? Say the bands, but not the albums. Maybe I picked Is up. It? Okay, so I picked up a Dio album. Dio. Um, and I picked up another Iron Maiden album. 
So I picked up my third Iron Maiden album, my first, my first just Dio album. Yeah. I have another al- I have an, another album in the connection in the collection with Dio in it as well, but it's not not Dio. It's not Dio. Dio. <laughs> oh, of course, for sure. Uh, um, yeah. So man, we recorded that. Um, <laughs> the fuck. I mean, no, we didn't record it. We were sent. We we got the commercial. We you know got everything ready with it from the nice people at Salad Balls who sent it to us. Um, <laughs> uh, we remember to start the lava lamp this time. Right, um, we yeah. Had, and thank you again. We had balls. we met with <laughs> high powered uh, scientists and associates and conglomerates from around the world about what Kablarg is. We're working on that. We have teams right. on it. We still don't know exactly. It's internationally a uh, research project now. Yeah, we don't actually still know exactly what it is, but we know a lot of what it does. And yeah, that's we're, we're generally the it's list, kind of vague. The list it, it of goes, what it does is growing. Like exponentially, the the uses for Kablarg. We're not exactly yeah. Like it's kind of like dark matter, which is a really bad name for what dark matter actually is. But it's like we know the stuff that it does. We just don't know mm. what it is that is causing the effects that we can readily measure in everyday right. life. So it does have some properties that are um, um, existent in reality. Well, yes, and uh, slightly predictable. Yeah, yeah, but but as to what it is precisely, we don't know. But um, we're gonna sell it to the masses, and uh, we're gonna try to regulate it. Eventually, mildly. someone eventually <laughs> eventually after enough after enough people use Kablarg, someone will figure out what it is. Right. <coughs> Hope no. <laughs> <coughs> That's part of the. I'm gonna know. take <coughs> take some right now. <laughs> uh, See Kablarg. that? I was coughing. Took some kablarg, cured my cough. There it is. <laughs> uh, <coughs> just a couple drops of kablarg in the lava lamps. <coughs> it got it rolling like good day. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, hey. Progress, huh? Always, but with with what? With you, time? the blue. Oh snap! I've been looking for a, uh, a motorcycle for quite some time, and I had quite the terrible experience <sighs> the last couple of days. Dude, it was yeah. Explain. I uh, I went into a a local motorcycle dealership. Actually, not even that local, but. Uh, there was a couple dudes in there that were like really nice and really knowledgeable and helpful and uh, um, and it was okay and I, I already had looked online and figured out what bike I was really looking at and I had a couple other bikes in mind but kind of got my heart set on one singular one bike in particular and uh, maybe that was actually to a, to a fault of my own maybe I should have maybe looked around more but anyways um, I I took it on a test drive. I loved how the motorcycle handled. It was really nice. Fit my body, I thought. And um, anyways, I noticed that the steering was a little bit pinched. It seemed like it seemed like it kind of leaned a little bit to one way. Anyways, gotcha. I uh, I no- I told the mechanics, hey man, if you guys were to fix the steering a little bit, I'll I'll pay for this 
cash right away, you know, as soon as it's done, basically. And um, told them that, and they said, okay, well, don't put money down. It's fine. We'll take down your name and your number, and we'll get back to you. We'll call you as soon as... When it's fixed. When it's done. And so I right. just, you know, and um, they they assured me that the bike was mine. Anyways, um, I guess someone maybe that knew them or they had an in on the shop or they just thought that it was... You know, I don't know. Anyways, they didn't hold the bike for me necessarily. And they, oh. they let someone else put cash on it. So I don't know if the guy had came in just before me and put money on it. Oh, yeah. And they just didn't say anything. And they took my num- number down anyway. But they, they just like wanted they to failed, keep you feeling good. But they failed to tell me about it. Right. So I don't know. That kind of bummed me out a little bit, you know, just because, man, this is my first mo- motorcycle. And so, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to get my, like, fucking... Hope so. Yeah, dude, I'm going to... I want this thing, like... I want it to be good enough that I don't have to buy one for years to come. Of course. You know, I don't want to get something that isn't, like, brand new that, you know... You know, if anything was to happen, that, you know, it'll be, like, this huge freaking loss of sorts, you know? I want it to be just a great all-around bike. I know. I have confidence, you know? Yeah. And my abilities and not going too outside of my own abilities. You right, know, right. I think right, that's right. really, I think that's really important. But, uh, anyways, I, I did find those guys kind of dick me around and kind of pissed me off. But the guy called me and, uh, the owner of the shop, he called me, he made it a little bit better. So anyways, I just kind of, I kept looking around today just cause I didn't want to necessarily go back to that guy. Cause gotcha. I was like, man, you guys should have been a little bit more honest. So I checked online and, um, I actually found a really good, uh, bike, a Honda shadow 600 CC, yeah. which I feel is, you know, great. I've looked at the it's, specs. It's a starter bike, I've man. Looked, well, no, it, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a powerful it's, ass bike actually. So, yeah, yeah. But, but it's also like, you know, dealable, not too much weight. But right, that's what I mean. It's, it's not like it's a big leader bike or it's a, you know, 1400 yeah. or something with crazy power or like yeah. super heavy bike. Right. It's, it's in a middle of the road, just. Yeah, right. Not user friendly. Yep. Comfortable on the freeway and highway yeah. and getting up to speed. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's not like a freaking motorcycle that takes 10 seconds to get to 60 miles an hour true you know well so i remember probably, it'll probably be about the same, so i remember justin ward range. justin mm-hmm. ward from a last back in home he uh, had uh, he had a silver honda shadow 600 nice that that was his bike and i remember he rode it with with dan because dan had that big harley electric uh, wide yeah new nice double seater uh-huh. fucking saddlebags back storage rack fucking radio bluetooth all the shit huge yeah it was it was the shit it was a great harley um but i remember uh justin had the shadow and he wrote it with dan to fairbanks right and dan said oh i was great the whole way and justin said i was good till about wasilla yeah which is like you know 300 miles uh-huh. Dan was good all 700 miles. Uh-huh. Wasn't uncomfortable. Justin went like said he went like 300, 350. Yeah. And then started feeling the fatigue. 
just of the bike itself. It wasn't as plush, like you know. Right. For, but right. but I mean, are, really, are you gonna like? Are you gonna be riding four hundred miles with your bike? Probably, no. of course. No. So you know, so, but within that range, like he rode it all around Kenai from Nikiski, you know, fifteen miles from Nikiski oh, in yeah. there, all all around. Um, and he and he loved the bike. So I'm sure I'll take it to the coast. But if I do, but that dude, that's, I'll take it overnight. You know what I mean? But, I ain't gonna but, do a trip in one day. That's you know. not even a hundred miles. Dude. No, that's so like you, that's no, that's, that's nothing, man. Yeah, that's a beautiful man. just hour ride to the fucking coast on the bike with your girl on the back. Yeah, just right. fucking go go grab a milkshake, sit on the coast, eat, grab a milkshake, and fucking dude, ride I can't back. wait to freaking load up the saddlebags and freaking go out to Savi, dude, and meet everybody out there on my <laughs> day off and shit. Yeah, have a freaking. Uh, Beach umbrella and all that shit and fucking floaties and we'll just be ridiculous like fuck. We're gonna hit Saudi we love hard Saudi. this year, dude. We love that, man. You know, Portland's never been place. out there. What? My sisters, my sisters well, lived here like five years. That's gonna change. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have to bring her. We're gonna, right. We're gonna tell Josh. I'm Josh, sure. we're going to the. Fo- we're going. To I'm Saudi. sure they're an invite away, guys. They're an invite away. Yeah, they'll but, come chill. They got other. You know, they got stuff all week that they Damn. have. Frick, bring a book. Chill. We're not asking, well, to, you know, to run all over. With the oh, little yeah. one. Oh, always. Yeah. I, the thing is, the is beach. like, <laughs> I don't know, man. The beach is made for all that, too. It you is, know? but but I know I understand that. But it's also like the getaway time for like adult time as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're wanting to be true. Oh, yeah. Not responsible. We're going enough. Not we'll responsible. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. All of it. You're True. right. No, you're right. I feel like I'm being native all of a sudden. No. No, no. I felt that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to. Um, hmm. Man, this has been kind of a up and down week, man. I freaking had a couple new associates, you know, and when you're training new people. You kind of think about their drive and how much effort. Like, man, you always, as a person that's kind of in in charge in training someone, you want to, like, always encourage them. But you kind of realize some people aren't capable of or they just don't care, you know? And after, yeah. you've, and after you've been let down so many times and people have the same repetitive habits that the other people had like dude put your phone away like that's not important like you know phones dude and it's i don't know a couple most of those associates were great don't get me wrong um but you know just having those conversations in order to like make them know that you they can't do those things for me is kind of ridiculous like when i started working as a kid i kind of just knew that like oh man this company's paying me i'm just supposed to soak up all the knowledge and learn and just kind of work and like i don't know i'm not saying it's like a fault in any one of these people necessarily but it's i don't know it's kind of funny i don't know I yeah just, i just kind of gotten that randomly but hey do you, so do you do you find that 
like trying to change like you you see people like that they come in maybe they have a poor attitude they don't really care they they're just the okay. typical there to collect a paycheck mm-hmm. and you 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 recognize the lack of motivation do you find do you come at it as you want to help them find motivation mm-hmm. or do you are you at the opinion that it's like they're, they're, they just have that mentality and kind of anything like okay. you putting time into working with them, like you putting time into helping them become more motivated is futile. So so because I have enough people actually going through that I know that I will be allowed to train them, I try different strategies that, with, you know, because I know that if I try to change or like train everyone the exact same way yeah the people themselves might be different so they might receive my information differently if i'm right. the same and myself all the time but you know what i mean i'm so i've tried it from there's definitely two different perspectives that i've kind of approached it at one of those approaches was i'd say from a i don't know very stern hard hey this is how it is this is what's going on like you know either jump in line or you know find something else that works for you you know what i mean yeah but this is what you're hired for you know if you can do it that's great and if not you know i'm not trying to be you know try, trying to push you out and i'm going to give you time and i'll let you learn from me but and i want to show you but i don't know kind of you know if you're, it, if this ain't your thing and you know it ain't your thing, don't you know? Don't pr- try to pretend it's your thing. It's not gonna hurt my feelings, but it will be kind of a big deal if you just like drop the ball, don't give you two weeks, and then you don't call, and then I have to have you on the schedule for two weeks, and then I have to work all your shifts because you, you know, just you, didn't tell because me because you just weren't honest, you know. So like that's my thing right off the bat. I don't know. Is it? Is, is that? Is that? Is it? No, no, that makes plenty of sense. Is it um, is it still astounding to the amount of people that do that? Like, is it astounding that, that how hard it is for you to actually find like a decent person to just work hard? You know, it's kind of surprising. Um, people, the couple that I have retained and have you know I thought were like gave it not a shot. They've actually been promoted and done really well. So, and then um, other people they found one person that worked out really, really well was um, (laughs) he found a job that was closer to his house. So it's kind of a convenience thing, which I find that like, man, if it works out for your family, do that. Obviously, if it's easier. But are you spending ten bucks a week on gas or forty bucks a week on gas? Like. So people out there, long story short, I'm kind of ranting about, you know, simple work. Dude, it's a bazooka. It's a, a, yeah, but work spieling. But just be honest with yourself. And your employer. Definitely. But if you ain't going to get with it. Yeah. Cut the dilly, yo. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's great advice. Right? If you ain't with it, cut Cut the the dilly, yo. Right? Yeah. Totally. Just be like, hey, I'm sorry. I got other things that are more important, dude. I'm trying to cut a freaking rap EP. Yeah. I'm trying to cut my freaking 
I'm I'm trying to be a fucking avant-garde painter. I'd rather be a sandwich artist. <laughs> For I'd, real. I'd rather freaking I'd rather make, make salad balls. I'd rather be m- making all those balls of salad. For balls and mouths. <laughs> Man, those drones, dude. They I have, know. They're they really have, quiet, actually. They're tonight. really quiet. Right. They have surprising... Um, they're color-coordinated to what balls you get, so that's really <laughs> convenient. I'm, I'm just amazed that, like, since we haven't taken the packages out of, like, their little f- hanger, mm-hmm. like, they come in with a hanger, and as soon as you release it, it's kind of like the automated single-pull sheet uh, paper towel dispensers and bathrooms, you know? Okay. It has okay. a laser. It notices you pull one. It dispenses one new one out. You rip it. Wave your hand in front. It dispenses one more. Right, and, right. But you can trick them if you just give it a tug, but you don't actually rip the paper. And then you wave your hand again. It'll dispense the second one. Then you give it a tug. <laughs> wait for it. Wave your hand again. Right, so you can get right. like three pieces of paper towel at one time. Right. So we got the, little the drones. Of balls. The drones are like that. If, and they wait for the feel of you removing the package, their payload, if you will. For, and then as soon as it feels the release of the weight, oh, it's done and it flies back. Well, since we haven't taken the payloads from the <laughs> drones that are in this room, they're just hovering. We got a bunch of saggy balls. <laughs> they, they are sagging a little, but it's amazing that the drones will just, how long the life of them are. Like, they're resilient, man. Like, they have been hovering for a long time, just waiting for the opportunity to drop their balls. It's true. It's it's quite amazing how the... So, mechanism so, works. so you guys, if you order some balls and they come and you realize that you don't actually want them at that right. time, just let them hang and then they're there whenever you want them just to drop them in your mouth. The drone's there. The package yeah. is always there. The well, payload. The drones themselves have a special cooling mechanism. And so you don't really have to worry about, you know, just the balls. Yeah, they will, they will stay at perfect temp. Right. The balls ain't going bad. No. They'll always be there for your liking. Yep. As Even. long as the payload is attached to the drone. Right. Until it's, it's until it's ready to drop in your mouth at loop. Dude, we're, we're we're so fortunate that we live in a time in a time where balls can stay at the good temperature that's desired. Yeah. It I'm, is. I love it, salad. I want to cheers you to that. Cuz we're fortunate Okay, guys, we talked a lot about salad balls. Right. <laughs> yeah, we did. So um, we hope you liked our so, silly hey, little commercial. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, welcome to the show. I can't believe you stuck around this long. You're being duped. By, us. By Edgar P. McSquishy Double. <laughs> Edgar P. McSquishy Double welcomes you to... What, what, what was your name? P. Squishy? Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. E squishy. What was it? E mix squish a lot. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that, that at all. That, but that was That's equally, not at all. What that you wasn't said. bad. It wasn't bad. You're right. Um, so, you had told me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other day yeah. that you had a topic. Do you remember what, what that topic was? Did you write a note? Maybe. Because your mom texted it to you, right? Oh, oh, the origins of salad. Yeah. 
or Man. no sandwiches. Oh yeah, you're we right. talked I'm about sorry. this last <laughs> <We> podcast. <laughs> you're right. About you're right. the no, this is the, great stuff. My mother, she shoots me a text and she's like, "Hey, I thought everyone knew this about sandwiches." <laughs> so sandwiches came from John Montague, fourth Earl of Sandwich. He lived from 1718 to 1792. He was a British statesman and notorious <laughs> profligate and gambler. Oh, he, was, he was the inventor of the sandwich, and he made it so he didn't have to leave the gambling table. Really? That's, see, that's amazing. I didn't know that. And the fact that your mom's like, I, I think everyone knew this made me feel like I should know that. Right? And that was just one of those facts that I was deprived of as a child. I'm so glad we know that, though. I'm glad we know now. Because, of course, Sandwich D. The Earl of Sandwich. And see, hearing that. Come on, man. That makes, that that sounds really familiar. The Earl of Sandwich. Like, that little thing, like, rings a bell in my brain. But uh, I just don't think I know it. I knew that before now. Right. So I know you, my, my mother That's, had to have told me that, man. This is a little piece of history that I lost in my brain. A couple too many hits yep. to the brain. Yeah. A little bit too much alcohol, a little bit too much marijuana in my developmental days. <laughs> <laughs> Could have happened. Could have happened. Whatever, man. Of... Sorry, Mom. It was the 2000s <laughs> in Alaska. No, I'm what just are kidding. we going to do about it? That's awesome. I'm glad you shared that. And she let me know. True. Mom knowledge um, is beautiful. <laughs> man, so what's crazy is that we have the opportunity, mm -hmm. like, you just got that text from your mom. Right. We, this, we're, we're, we're living in a crazy time right now. Yeah. This world. It's really fucking nuts. I often reminisce to the times of the 90s <laughs> when I was riding my bike up and down dirt roads and I knew like 15 people. That's it. I had an elementary school class of like 22 kids. So I knew more than 15 people. But I'm talking about like, like figure like your random summer break. Like I just hung out with like my little brother. Where when you were like still the road, you were still like slightly into it when you heard the Rembrandt start friends, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're just like yeah, you know? You just dude, I didn't watch Friends. You didn't watch Friends until later years. So I actually didn't watch Friends until I moved <laughs> here. Really? No. So I had seen, of Lies. course, no. So I had, I had seen like a bit of an episode here yeah. or a bit of an episode there. But, but right. no. So when I was a kid, and and here's what's hilarious. So when I was young, we didn't have TV really. We had VCR and we watched movies, but we didn't have TV. We didn't have an antenna that worked and actual TV channels till I was like reliably till I was like ten, I guess eleven. We didn't have fucking TV, dude. I and didn't have a. I didn't have a freaking bathroom like running 
Like an I actual, didn't have running water. We had for an a outhouse. While. Yeah, I think until maybe fifth or sixth grade. Oh maybe yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, this is Alaska stuff. I had, stuff to, right I had there. to shit in the woods. Maybe it the, was a lot. Maybe I was younger. I had. I spent probably a third of my formidable years shitting in an outhouse. I think it. Was, you know, for sure. Dude, for sure. I. I probably wasn't I, a big deal. I probably learned to poop outside before I learned to poop inside, dude. Oh, dude, I don't doubt it. Like the ki- the parents we dude, had, you know how much time awesome. I spent outside. <laughs> so like, when, oh fuck, hold on, I got to get back to where I was about. I'm sorry about TV. I didn't have TV, but when I started watching TV, we got like three channels. It was like Fox, NBC, and ABC, maybe and PBS. Oh yeah, no, okay, totally. So Fox, Fox, NBC, Sesame and PBS. Street. Those were the only three channels we could get, and. On Fox, there was News Radio. Do you remember News Radio? The TV show with Phil Hartman and Andy Dick and, um, um, oh God, what's his name? The little short guy, blonde guy. I don't, um, I, no, I don't oh, remember, but. but it was, it was, it was, a, it was a comedy TV show about a radio station and like these, these characters and Joe Rogan was a, was like the, the what? resident like fixer upper and that was his first tv show what? and way back in the day the very first tv shows i watched was fucking news radio and i was like huh and i i only remember like i re- i remember phil hartman a lot i remember andy dick on that show a lot i remember um oh that's the big fat guy with the glasses name i can't remember but um i, I remember watching that show was like <laughs> one of these shows that was on and i remember rogan being this the the like like the mechanic, not mechanic. What am I thinking of? Like the, like the guy who fixes the new the radio station. Like if they have a water leak or they need a plumber or they need this guy, he was like the fix it guy, maintenance guy, the maintenance man. That's exactly what I was thinking. So he yeah. was the maintenance guy, mm-hmm. but he was all he was also a fighter, which he really was doing quite taekwondo at that time. Um, but he was like this. So he would he like nice. So that was a cover. If he ever got hurt, and he actually came into the show one time with a black eye from a fight from doing taekwondo yeah and then he was just in a fight and but he like all like <laughs> like they made it a running spoof that he always had to take his shirt off because he was ripped yeah so okay, like they made, okay no i remember this so that was like his running spoof thing that he had to do and like every episode he was in yeah and like um so i remember doing that and then the simpsons mm-hmm. and fucking um x files I remember the X Files, and I remember um, the Outer Limits. Yes, the Outer Limits, dude, dude, those are crazy. And I, so, like, these were all shows that I would watch when I was a kid. Like the first shows I'd watch, um, I remember King of the Hill when it first came on. Um, I remember, like, oh God, there was a show. I, I remember watching Beavis and Butthead, like for real, watching Beavis and Butthead on TV. Um, really? Re- yeah, man, you were you were actually able to watch a more vast variety See, of shows, dude. I watched I was, a lot of I weird was stuff. Not able. To I watched watch those shows. I watched the original. Have you ever seen the movie The Fly, the new one with? Um, oh my God! Why can't I remember his name either? The fucking. Weird actor. He was also in Jurassic Park, and he was a scientist with the black leather coat in Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park. Ah, 
Oh, you, the actor's name? The actor's name. Dude, I stink at freaking actor. Okay, but you know who I'm, you know who I'm talking oh, about, definitely. right? I know his fr- So he was that guy was the fly in the uh. remake of the fly mm. and he did the whole thing it was a crazy movie and i remember like watching this movie and i was like probably eight i was, I was probably eight years old and i remember watching this movie That's intense dude. late at night and it was cool because i had seen the original fly already i was mm. me and rusty were obsessed with classic black and white horror movies so we watched all the frankensteins <laughs> frankenstein's dracula oh wolfman um creature from the black lagoon <laughs> um frank bride of frankenstein dracula meet, meets the wolf versus the wolfman uh, like every one of bella lugosi lon cheney all of the old actors and horror movies we would watch and then all the old black and white godzillas versus mothra versus godan Dude. versus so we watched all of these That'd old horror movies and then it's like so long i was like oh so i've seen the old fly and it's like super corny and you can totally tell that it's a you can totally tell that it's a <laughs> that it's like this fly mask on this guy and he still has hands and i was like okay and then i saw the the photo for the new the fly and it was this pod with like this fly leg sticking out of this teleportation pod and i knew that it was a science experiment already seen the movie so i was like mom can i see the fly and she's like well i suppose and so she watched it first and said there's some pretty gruesome parts do you want to watch and i was like yeah and so i remember watching it uh, being up at night and watching the home watching all the movie and it wasn't bad and I watched him go through his science experiment I totally got that he was like physically changing he was taking on attributes of the fly and then I remember there's a scene where they're in a bar and he's and there's their arm wrestling there's these big buff guys arm wrestling in a bar and the guys are huge yeah. and he sits down at this table to arm wrestle like to impress a girl because he's feeling like <laughs> super like animalistic uh-huh. almost like having to Whatever. So he sat down to arm wrestle this big buff dude who had been beating everybody. And he just holds his arm. And the guy's like trying super hard. And he goes and snaps the guy's forearm. And the bone pops out of the fucking skin. And I was like eight. And I remember going, oh, seeing that. And like that freaked me the fuck fuck out dude it really fucked with me compound watching him fracture. watching a compound fracture but like watching this movie and being so into it uh-huh. and then like just busting it and the f- bone pops out and i was like oh, it's yeah, like oh me out. and then was there liquid oh blood spray and everything and the guy's liquid. freaking and then he just gets up like nonchalantly like the nothing dude that broke his arm? the fly yeah so what whatever his Whoa. god gold bloom gold bloom What's his Orlando? gold? Oh, no, 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 gold bloom. Gold bloom. No, Michael. Michael Gold. Matt. Oh my God, dude! Too oh, many. Yeah. Too many. Sm- <sighs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh God. Yeah, see, I'm not Jeff good at, Goldblum. I'm, not, I'm so sorry. I took so long to remember no, your fucking okay. name. People out there, the 24 of you, 23 of you that are listening, are like, like, God damn Jeff. It. They're yelling at us. Jeff Goldblum. Ah. Uh, Okay, anyways, and so then he starts going through changes, bro. And, like, his skin starts getting weird and hangy, and he starts getting these weird, like, and he starts being able to crawl on wall and, like, crazy, just morphing, like, newer, you know, technology, like, uh, <laughs> um, so funny. oh, my God, it was just so weird. And, like, I don't think I've seen the movie since. So I remember like I got so freaked out that I uh-huh. ran I ran away from the movie. I didn't see the end of it. 
that night. And I fucking ran to bed and I had nightmares that night. Like fucking crazy, dude. I don't remember what. I just remember like being so scared, waking up all the fucking time, like (gasps) checking my room, like everything's okay, still okay, going back to sleep. And then I woke up the next day and um, went, was out playing in the woods, doing whatever, probably building a tree fort or something like that, hanging out with Joel. And I remember running home because I had to, I wanted a snack or I was getting something from the house. Maybe I would grab my BB gun. Like we had to go shoot some, I don't know what it was, but I remember coming home and my mom's at home and she's watching the end of the movie because when I went to bed, she turned off the movie too. So I remember coming home and I had caught my mom watching the end of the movie, but it was daytime now. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to sit there and end it. And I remember watching the end of the movie and the guy getting squished and fucked up and killed. And like the whole thing and it just being so weird and like, me holding on like wow like I was more scared of this movie because it was dark outside that was the whole thing I took away from it and I don't know why I told this whole story I don't know why how did we even get on this it's okay can we just let it go (laughs) All right, guys forget about that no that was good you were telling us you were telling us intimate moments of how you watched uh, the movie and you were you know frightened it fucked with me yeah. Like, for a long time, that movie fucked with me. Dude, I, there was a time in my life that I felt, like, scared and was fucked with, that I thought of, kind of, but and it wasn't really a movie. I was told a story of how, like, a burglar was in my neighborhood. I had recently moved into, like, K Beach, and I had, like, heard a story, maybe, maybe it was a story, but I had heard it on the radio, and I think my parents might have told me, too, that, like, in the neighborhood, kind of, there was someone that, like, snuck into somebody's house and taken a couple of things or whatever. And, uh, yeah, man, I, like, went to sleep at night and thought, like, I had dreamt. And this is funny, because when I was younger, like, maybe third, fourth grade, I I remember vivid dreams, you know, kind of, I'd... I'd it wasn't, I only remember a couple of them, you know what I mean? But the ones that I do remember were like, fuck, they're real. <gasps> so wow. this is one of those super weird, like real dreams that I had. Yeah. Was like my mother told me that there was um, thieves basically in the neighborhood and they had like stolen some things. And it actually it was, you know, I'd heard it on the radio at, and other places too. So it was like kind of a big deal or at least for me it was. Um, so I like went to bed one night and I freaking, uh, dude, I had imagined like full on full scale pirates, not like actual, like, you know, people per se. It was really cheesy. It was probably like home alone style. You know yeah, what I mean? Gotcha. But like, but in your mind when you're like, you know, young and I don't know, but no, it didn't last crazy. for very long, but it's funny that as an adult, like, I still remember, like, I, oh, I remember those little things, you know. I remember That's where I was living funny. at this time. I remember, so I I still to the day, talking about dreams now, we're going <laughs> to go to dreams because it's happier. I remember the craziest dream I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And now, this could, pr- this is probably not exactly the dream, but this is the story I've told because 
I remember when I was a kid, I, I remember it so well. I told the story to my mom the morning it happened exactly like this. Uh-huh. And then my mom has told since told the story to like, cause it was about my grandma uh-huh. and my grandma was a scary, scary woman. <laughs> my mom's mom. Every grandma might be maybe my mom's mom. I never met no, my dad's kidding. mom. I, well, <laughs> I, I guess I did when I was very little, but I don't remember anything about my dad's parents whatsoever at all. Like that wasn't a part of my childhood, but my mom's parents were a little bit. Um, and I always adored my grandpa. Yeah. Ray. He was a big, tall man. He had huge ears. Um, and I remember he was a football coach and he built the track in the, in Quincy, Washington, the track and field there in Quincy high school is named is the Ray Howard or is the Ray Conrad field. Nice. It's named after my grandpa. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so my grandma was scary as fuck. And I had, <laughs> she she threatened to hit me and Rusty with a golf club. I'm going to get back to my dream. No, I'm going to tell the dream story first and save the golf club incident for another day. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. That was the scariest moment of my life up until I was like 14 when I, when I learned when I started being able to drive. <laughs> but um, so my this, the weirdest dream I've ever had was, I remember I was, okay, so my dream was I I was asleep, I was in my bed, and I woke up because there was a big sound, and I ran out into the kitchen, so I'm in my trailer, I, I grew up in a trailer most of my life, I, I started out in a house, or no, I was born in a trailer, but then we moved into a house when my brother was born two years later, we lived in a house till I was like five, he was three, then we moved into a trailer that I lived in a single wide um, 70 foot trailer with a lean to for that's an add on for mm-hmm. those people. Um, for five until fucking graduating high school, leaving right. to college. And then when I moved back from college, I lived in that trailer until I could afford my own place. And mm-hmm, me and mm-hmm. Beth were on our own. And then after that, I moved after me and Beth broke up for the first time, I moved back into the trailer or the only time I should say moved back into the trailer um, lived there with my mom for a while. Then I moved to live with other friends, became homeless for a while, you know, did that whole thing. Um, fuck, I got went on another tangent again. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to just talk about my dream. So <clears throat> don't worry about it. I lived in this trailer and <laughs> I, I come out of my I, I, my bedroom was in the lean to. Um, it was that was the entryway to the the house, and then the back half of that was the, my bedroom. And so I came. I remember coming out of that, walking it through the entryway into the nor- into like the living room by the fireplace, and looking in the kitchen. And I remember that I was like in my dream. I was waiting for my grandma to c- show up. Like we were all waiting for my grandparents to get home for some uh-huh. reason. And a moose. Because we have moose, and that's like a real problem in the winter time, especially mama moose. They're everywhere. Mama moose are everywhere, especially if they have cubs, you know, cubs, um, babies, fawns, whatever they're called. Um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, they'll fuck with you, man. They'll they'll get defensive and territorial and stomp the shit out of you. And so I had this fucking dream that this bull moose, antlers and all, was fucking coming through the very front kitchen window in our trailer 
which is like a little tiny flappy window. It's not very big. It's like 18 inches wide, maybe at the most. And there's this big fucking moose head. And like it's wedging one antler through at the side, fitting its nose. This big nose pops through. And then the other antler comes through. And it's like this big fuck. And my grandma pops up. Boom, she's right there. And she's just looking scarier in hell. And she grabs. Oh and so we didn't have this, but my buddy Joel down the road had just gotten in their sink in their kitchen. They had a, they now had the nice kitchen faucet with the spray hose attachment, dude. They had just gotten that. We didn't that have it. in your life. We didn't have that yet. We did, We only had the normal fucking, just, just the knob. The, Thanks for the, the weapon. Yeah, and so my grandma runs up and grabs that. Right. Pulls the, the hose way out. Turns on the water, full blast, and starts spraying this moose. And I remember this moose is making these horrible fucking noises. Just like fucking going crazy. And I'm like, I'm just standing at the edge of the carpet because our carpeting just didn't go through the whole house, parts of it, sections at a time. Um, Standing at the edge of the carpet, watching into the kitchen, my grandma kill this moose with a hose. A kitchen sink spray hose. <laughs> so she kills it. She drowns it. Yeah. Moose moose is dead. Giant bull moose. One mean look and a bunch of she, spray hose. She water. grabs it. She grabs it, pulls it the rest of the way through the kitchen window. It just fits. And she plops it up on the table. Big thousand pound bull moose. Grabs a knife, starts sharpening it. Looks at me. Oh hey, Aaron. Um, why don't you go wake up your mom? I know she was expecting me, blah 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 blah. And like I was going to wake, I remember like okay, so going to wake up my mom. Turn around, like she's like startled. She heard the commotion. She's running down the hallway from her bedroom in the very back of the trailer, and like, what's all the commotion? Sees her mom and goes, "Oh hi, mom." Goes in, starts putting pans on the stove, frying up stuff, and like they just start carving this moose, like nothing happened. And <coughs> yeah, and I'm standing there like, you just. Like remembering, like there's an issue with this. I remember thinking in my dream, okay, like that just happened, but it contextually, like it doesn't make sense how this happened. And then the moose, I remember the moose's eyes opening. It's on the table. They're carving it up. My mom's cooking shit. Like this means something. Does it? Probably. Okay, well, let me, tell, let me tell you what the, finish, moose, finish. what the moose did, and then you analyze it. So, Maybe. So they're carving <laughs> it up. The moose woke up, looks at me, and goes, <laughs> like that. It was a yell, but it was like, a, like the cartoon, like the eyes bulge out, and like all the air was being released out of it, but it was like a yell... But it wasn't like a help. It wasn't like a painful thing. It was just like a... Almost like an... Okay. Almost like an auga. Okay. You know, no, like I the old auga oh, horn, yeah. but it was a yell. Right. No. But like the tongue, like when it did it, like the That's eyes awesome. bulged out, <laughs> the tongue popped out, the mouth like coyote opened style. up. Yeah, like why the coyote... Yeah, crazy. Like the mask. Jim Carrey, the mask. Gotcha. Yeah, like okay. <laughs> that was like the I wonder how many times you've said a ooga. <laughs> I don't know. It's perfect. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I don't know. So 
that's first of all awesome dream and I craziest lo- one I've ever I had. love the bit with the grandma giving the mean looks and the spray hose and the death she was so that's scary fucking she amazing. was so scary I I don't doubt it at all I don't doubt it that was some sweetness but I don't know man I, I don't know if I was to break that down and try to analyze it for killing why. A, killing a moose with its spray hose. I don't know. I would say that maybe in your brain, you were like, that could have been a real thing for you. The death of a moose could have been grandma, person in your life, kind of, you know, her kind of being intimidating. She takes out the thing that, you know, is kind of, you know. Yeah. Being a big old, you know. Maybe. N- a nuisance necessarily. She's helpful, but still kind of tough, gruff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My my grandma to me was never was never like this, like constructive building person. Yeah. Like my grandma was this lady who. Uh, Really meant well, but she was so blinded by her convictions. Um, I remember, like, she really just held on to the past. And, like, she tried to sneak, baptize me and Rusty. We went on vacation. We went on vacation one summer down to her, and we were, like, 8 and 10. And we went on vacation to Washington uh-huh. to visit them for two weeks, visit Annie and Guthrie because they lived right in Seattle. They lived uh-huh. in Quincy. So we were going to make the drive. And then that was the summer that I drove back up with my grandparents through the Alcan. We drove back to Alaska because uh-huh. they were they wanted to come up and do all the Alaska tour stuff with their motorhome. So we were down there. And it was just me and Rusty. And at the whim of our grandparents, we were just staying with them. Like, it was one of the first times I really remember, like, them as, like, being with them. Didn't know them very well. They didn't know me very well. Didn't know Rusty very well. Um, And we're there. And I remember one, we were there for, like, two weeks before we had to drive up. And I remember we got there on, like, a Wednesday or Thursday or something. We're there. And they're like, okay, we know you guys are just here, so we're going to let you acumen. We're not going to go to church this Sunday, but next Sunday we're going to church. And through the week, I remember her, like, talking about stuff and like hinting at things, but it was really didn't pay much attention. We lived on a golf, they lived on a golf course in a retirement community. So like we could just grab clubs that were leaned up against the back door and walk out onto the 12th green, the 12th hole. And it was, (laughs) it was a par three. It was, it was a little 120 yard hole, super short. And wow, par three. And they lived on, they lived right on hole 12. And so we could walk out right to the short hole, the blue, the blue stones play the short hole. And just, we practiced chipping, putting short, short drives, playing a par three hole. Like, like we I could, think as a young man, it's extremely crucial that you're able to practice the short hole. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> if oh you, God, you're so fucking if right. you're not able to go out to the 12th green and every once in a while, and practice a and short practice hole. Practice your hole. I You're mean, right. are you? We, I suck are at we golf. even Americans? I hate golf, if, but I did it. <laughs> but anyways, um, I love bucket of balls. Yeah, bucket you know of balls I mean? is great. No, it is. It is. Yeah. It's fun. It's just this whole big fucking thing. But still, um, not as good as salad balls. 
Sorry. You're so right. You know. Um, but my grandma. Anyway, so it came up to this thing, and she goes, "Do you guys know what baptism is?" And we said, "Um, like, I mean, it's where you just get dunked in water, right?" Like we kind of knew, but not really. And she goes, and she gave us the whole explanation. But she was she so she was a Lutheran, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, which. I don't know what the different, like, it's just one of the 2,400 different kinds of Christianity. It's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they were Lutheran or Western Lutheran or Northern Lutheran or true Lutheran, whatever the little <laughs> designation was, they would tell you what was wrong with the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember they, she, they, they brought us to church on that Sunday and my grandma was adamant that me and Rusty get saved into this thing that like, my mom didn't do it. like me and Russ were like we're like um our like our parents don't t- talk about this like our mom says our mom takes us to a different church and they say different things like this isn't this is weird like and they go I remember them saying your mom's church is wrong I remember them saying that because we went to Kasilov Community Church when I was a kid right. And that was a great church, dude. Paul I believe they Cooper were Cooper Schmidt. Cooper Schmidt was probably. I think one they of were the, non-denominational. Were they not? My my grandparents? No, no, no. The church oh, that oh, you went to. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They were non-denominational. Absolutely. I want to say it was. It was. I mean, I I guess for a long time I considered myself Christian. Yeah, but Me too. that was I just was baptized. Right. See, I never was. Yeah. I never was baptized, but I considered myself that way. Mm. Um. But I remember my grandparents wanting me to do it and me walking up. At go, so they brought me and Rusty up to the front and like we were wearing shorts like the whole thing was going to fucking happen. And I remember like my I guess my dad was pissed because like, they called my mom and told my mom, yeah, we're baptizing the kids. And my mom was like, well, like, I don't know. And like, she told my dad and my dad was pissed, but he couldn't do anything. He called my grandparents when we were there, but they, they just didn't answer the phone and or some, I don't know. That's the way I remember anyways. And I remember we walk up to the front of this big giant church and there's people gathered everywhere. And we're in this old folks community in Quincy, Washington. Mm. And there's just old people everywhere. And me and Rusty are like literally the only fucking kids in this church. And they walk us to this front and we get in front of the pastor, the pastor who it was a woman pastor, which was I I thought was weird, but I don't know why it was just weird. And she says, Okay, so um, why are you guys here to get baptized today? And we go because Grandma's making us. That was that was the answer. Like we and she goes, oh, um, well, asked I don't know, asked us questions. I don't really remember the questions, mm-hmm. but I remember just like being like we, Grandma just wanted us to be here, like <laughs> we're just doing this thing, um, and she going oh. Oh, okay. See, you guys, you guys aren't able to be baptized in this church. You don't really believe. And I remember th- f- feeling that at like ten. Yeah. And going, huh? Like, it's not what my my church says. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
But I remember like that, that, that's the, that's my grandma. That was the impression I got. Like it didn't matter what my mom taught us. It didn't matter what we were doing in Alaska. Right. We were there with her and it had to go boom. And like, as long as you had that. Right. And then, and then that was like one of the last times I saw her, I saw her at my graduation and then I moved to Alaska or I moved to Arizona and moved back and I really didn't see him after my graduation again. Mm. Yeah. And it was this thing that like, I don't know. I feel super strange because I've never, I've never had this like emotional connection to my grandparents, to grandparents period. Yeah. They're like you, Beth, Jade, like there's these people like have connections. A lot of my friends like, Oh, my grandma was this person or my grandpa was this fucking guy. Or like, Oh, I remember doing these things or fishing with my grandpa or like, like doing the, I mean, I, I remember my grandpa took me for a ride on a motorcycle. Um, he taught me how to put. He taught me how to measure twice, cut once. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then he was mad at me for like getting a flat tire on the bicycle because I ran over a thorn. More of it, more of it was uh, all like uh. mad, like old. Man, they were old. Crotchy. My, my, they were <laughs> they were old. We're gonna people. be think about this. We're gonna be old for our kids. <laughs> uh, we're, we might be old for our kids, but man, not old, not too but, old. <laughs> well, I don't know. Age is so different now, dude. Like my okay. So when in the nineties, in the nineties when I was little, my grandparents were already seventy. Okay, that means they were born. If that means that they were born in the 20s and 30s. Think about that. Yeah. My grandparents crazy. were born in I mean my my grandpa fought in World War II after college. Let's think about that. He was already through college and then went into World War II. Mm. So because my mom's old as fuck. My my both my parents are old as fuck. My mom and dad are we both that, old as we fuck. We mean that in the loving in the, way. Yeah, I mean, in the most I don't mean nice like, like old as fuck, but <laughs> com- like my age compared to the relative friends of my age, my mm. parents are ten years older than all my friends' parents. Yeah, well, yeah. That's that's just how it is. My parents mm. are ten years older than all of my friends' parents. Mm. Mm. Um, and you know. Their her parents and my dad's parents are the same way, I guess. They're just older too. So um but man, I mean th- they were like I saw traditions when I was a kid that were like th- that they were taught in the thirties and forties that they held on to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like it uh I felt like I was being showed like <laughs> instructions that were 70 years old, 60 yeah. years old already, 50 years old. Yeah. When I was a kid and I'm like going was, to school and we're dude. Okay. The last thing. Outdated. The, yes. And this is the last thing I'm going to say to isolate my point because I'm totally rambling and it doesn't make matter at all, but I'm going to say it anyway. I remember being with my grandparents and me and Rusty were watching back to the future. Okay. Okay. We were watching Back to the Future, a okay. very innocent fucking movie from the nineties yes. that kids watched. It was a fucking kid movie. Right. Yes, it had some like inside quips and some little things, but 
for the most part, yeah, it was Back bad. to the Future. They said the word ass. Mm. Ass. In Back to the Future. <sighs> Me and Rusty were watching the movie. That word came on. My grandma came in. <gasps> you guys can't watch this filth. Boom. Turned off the thing. And me and Rusty Hill had to go sit in our room in silence and forget the word that we just heard. That was my grandma. And so, like, that's the connections. That's the only connection I have to grandparents at all. I don't know how we got on this from everything else we talked on, but you know what? I've taken up <laughs> enough of the <laughs> listeners' fucking time talking <laughs> about my fucking... Pointless it's okay. childhood. Well, we talked about dreams. You're right. We did. We talked about dreams. We talked about, you know. Motorcycle. We talked about lots of other stuff. Most definitely. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. A lot of time. My grandma never really pushed religion on me too much. I don't know. I don't really think actually anybody in my life really like had pushed it on me. It was just there for me. So I, you right. know. And naturally I just like felt like everybody in my life was there and nice and that's what they believed too and i identified with some of the feelings that they had had and so i for a long time in my life i was like man i don't know it was it was really it's i felt great it feels good being around everyone absolutely that was dude like that you know what i mean and yeah i don't know that's what i love about that community yeah, I and really actually, do. That's what I, I love really about community do. in community general, just in general, community and actually in general, people yeah. treating each other with respect, no matter who they are, or how they are. You know what I mean? And that's right. Like, I don't know. It needs to just transcend religion, actually, no matter what. And yeah, um, that needs to be the bigger goal for everyone out there. Is you know to be like, yeah, we are different. But, you know, you have something to contribute to the world because you're different. And but you're, and, and this other person over here that's completely different from you has something to contribute to the world because he's completely different. And we all deserve well-being. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you have, what you have to contribute. We all deserve. And I'm not saying that. To be healthy. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that religion in its itself is slowing that down really all i'm saying is that you know there's everyone needs to be mindful and it's well yes everyone needs to be mindful and religion religion in itself isn't slowing that down but a byproduct of really holding true and being like over like uh, God, the extreme of mm, that view, mm. the extreme of that view brings on negativity mm. toward people who don't hold the same view. It's not everybody, mm. but mm. it does happen. And I think in the bigger picture, to avoid all of that, mm. you just want the best for everybody. Right. I think that for the vast majority of people that really want progress in the whole spectrum of humanity. Yeah, humanity and I don't know. Yeah. We want to look at it from the scientific point of view of actually making things healthier for everybody, you know, and 
Well, when I, we I, come, I don't, when we come at it from a the scientific point of view, but I would say more of the humanist point of view. I want to look at it as the mm. humanist point of view. What is right. the best for and that takes a scientific viewpoint, but it's humanism True. is the You're is right. the bigger thing. Yeah, that's it's the conglomerate. It is, that that say. that's the worldview. Yeah, humanism. Mm. And uh, through that, we have to use things like science and reason and skepticism and logic to build mm. upon a bigger view of what is overall the mm. best for reality. Right. Great and, point. Really. And, and that is humanism. Mm. So it's not one thing. We don't have a singular answer. There's not one thing that like we are not it. We are not following footsteps of an answer and trying to find the things that build that answer, we are left with all the evidence and we are trying to put this evidence together to build the best answer. Mm. We come at it that we don't know it yet. Right. This is we're humanists. Like, this is opening up like a huge like uh, dude, we, we can't flower. we can't even start. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Um I don't know. I did it. We, let's let's <laughs> let, let's let's bring this on next week. Okay. Next bazooka, let's come back in and let's talk about humanism. Right. Humanism. And where we come at in that worldview. Right. And what entails our worldview of humanism. We'll bring that in next week. And how can we treat all the different worldviews in a little pod, like almost of little tribes, to actually create this real right. life humanistic world? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be freaking sweet? That's what uh, that's what everybody wants. That's My, what everyone says. That's what okay. That's what everybody claims they want, but they only want it for the ones who agree. I literally want it for everybody, and I think that we can achieve it even if we do. We just have to be able to accept that we can disagree. Right. Let's get th- over that fucking point, and that's what where the boundary crosses. But anyway, let's do this next next bazooka because this this weekend we have Josh coming on. Um, we're gonna have an amazing ep- uh, record coming for you guys. We're gonna have uh, brother-in-law Josh. Things are gonna be great. And next bazooka, we will be covering humanism and it's uh, our worldview. Yeah, uh, and, and and why we act the way we act and feel the right. way we feel. I will- yeah, we'll even try to discuss outlets that will try to, um, I don't know, make a difference. Yeah. For yeah. being a humanist. Yeah. <laughs> Things that are on our horizon proactively in our mm. in our local community here. We, yeah. We, we have hopefully, hopefully some of you people that are local here in Portland. That listen. Yeah, you'll get involved um, with us or we can you can give us ideas. Well we let's, let's really wait. Let's wait for the announcement. We'll have it coming and then yeah. you will hear where we're at. All right. We love you all. Um Jason. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron. This ah. has been a journey through time and stuff. Bazinga. <laughs> wait. Bazooka? Bazooka. Bazooka. Buzz. Have a good week. <laughs>